Tiny commuters and daily dosers, and welcome into the Daily Dose, part of the Low Tree Studios Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Galbraith, but you know that. You already knew it. It is Friday, January 31st. Let's start your day with random goodness. The first thing I have here the concept of a close knit family is quickly becoming outdated. A recent survey of 1,000 parents found that the average parent spends a mere five hours per week communicating face-to-face with their children. More than half of surveyed moms and dads with children under the age of 18 said they feel distant from their kids. In all, 43% blamed their measly family time on their kids spending too much time in front of the television. Uh, Don't you have control of that, parents? With another 51% saying their kids spend too much time in their bedrooms, another 44% said their disconnect is a result of their kids logging inordinate amounts of time on their phones during traditional family time in the evening. Now, uh, last time I checked, uh, parents have control over those things. Am I am I wrong about this? Can you not just control that? Say, hey kids, uh, this is family time. Let's make uh, dinner family time. Here I am. I'm not a parent. I don't know how challenging all of that is, uh, but I certainly can tell you that I would have respected my parents' wishes if they said we're having family time. In fact, I feel like I probably didn't get enough family time. My dad was a truck driver, gone a lot. So whenever he was home, and I really enjoyed being around the family. So... Parents just set some discipline. I what I think is most people want discipline. Most people people want structure because you can flourish in structure. We it's funny with structure. We think that you you know it's kind of constricting and you you can't do much. But within a certain structure, even if you've created it for yourself, you can you can really flourish. And 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 when things are sort of predictable, I don't know. It just seems like things are are better that way. Uh, that that just I don't know I don't know why it seems that way or why it works that way but it does so set some time out for your kids their parents next thing here the top activities guys will be doing during the Super Bowl are see if you are doing any of these the first one is eating and snacking that's eighty two percent of people say they'll be eating and snacking yeah I'll be doing that for sure number two is watching the ads I don't care about the ads what is this thing with the ads I. I don't they I don't care about them that much. I'd rather watch the game. I mean, yes, the ads are entertaining, which is nice because typically ads are just not that entertaining. So it's cool if they step up their game and they're more entertaining. But I just I would rather have less of those and have more uh, football time. Um, anyway, the sixty percent of people say that. Uh, number three, yelling at the TV. Fifty-two percent of people say they'll be yelling at the TV. Uh, number four, hanging out with the guys. Forty-six percent of guys say that. Number five is drinking beer. Forty-four percent say that. I'll be drinking some beverages. I'm not sure if it'll be beer, but I will have some beverages. Number six is swearing or cursing. Uh, I do that anyways. So I don't know. I don't really have a dog in this fight when it comes to the football game this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I used to be a 49ers fan, but I do kind of want to see Kansas City win. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I don't think I'll be swearing or cursing. I just want to see a good game. I don't think I'll be disappointed either way, to be completely honest with you. There is one team I'm leaning towards, but if like which is Kansas City, but if the 49ers win, I'll, 
I'll be happy with that too. Uh, the last thing, number seven, they'll be betting on the game. I don't bet on the game. That's not something that I do. And by the way, I want to correct something from yesterday. Uh, I said that I had a root canal uh, starting off the podcast. I did not have a root canal. I've got root canal on the brain because the root canal that I had two years ago was one of the most painful and traumatic things I've ever been through. Now that is drama and I'm bringing the drama, but it's also the truth. So when I think of anything that has to do with pain in the teeth, I think root canal, but it wasn't. I had one of my wisdom teeth pulled out. So now I have a gaping hole in the back of my mouth. But it's crazy. It must be um, tooth extraction week because my nephew, same day as me, had all four of his wisdom teeth pulled out. Uh, there was another person at work that had their wisdom teeth pulled, or two people at work, and one, one person had three of his pulled out yesterday or uh, the day before yesterday. So uh, a lot of, lot of tooth extraction going on. Those tooth extract and de extraction dentists are, are pulling in the bank right now. All right, next thing, is it okay to eat snow? Ann Nolan, a professor at uh, University of Nevada, Reno, says everyone should eat snow because it's really fun. Nolan, who studies snow and ice in the climate system, says most snow is just as clean as any drinking water to make their own to make their way from a cloud to the ground, cold water molecules have to cling to particles of dust or pollen uh, to form the ice crystals that then grow into snowflakes in a process called uh, deposition, deposition, deposition. <laughs> well, however you want to say it, tomato, tomato. Who says tomato? Nobody. Those, Nolan points out, are the same tiny particles we normally breathe. Plus, as snowflakes fall, they have a harder time picking up soot and other air pollutants than, uh, than raindrops, which are better at picking up those these particles. I don't know what that has... That's a great explanation. What does that have to do with it being drinkable water? It seems like it's got a lot of crap in it, in my opinion, that I don't necessarily want to drink. I don't know about you, but that's that's what I think right there. We have new information to report. News. We got news. Uh, a man in Alberta, Canada rescued three kittens. So yesterday I talked about a, a man that rescued a bird that was stuck in ice and snow. Check this out. A man in Alberta, Canada rescued three kittens that were frozen into the ice. Don't go to Canada. If you're Canadian, you're listening, you know, stay there. You're fine. You're good. You're used to it. But if you're a Californian like me, don't go to Canada. Cats and birds get stuck in the ice. Kendall Dewish, Kendall Dewish says he was doing the rounds near one of his wells when he discovered the helpless kittens. He said, poor things were frozen into the ice, so they had to have been there all night. He threw some lukewarm coffee on their frozen tails, tugged a little bit, and they came out pretty good. Don't they seem like they're popsicles right now? Don't they seem like that? They're alive? That's crazy. Dewitch took the three shivering cats home and gave them food, water, and dewormer. Dewormer? Uh, okay. It didn't take long to find them a forever home. A family who lost their cat last fall have taken in all three. Why the dewormer? That wouldn't be my first instinct. I just saved a cat. Give it some food, water. Oh, and by the way, deworm it. Why? <laughs> I don't even think I've given my dogs dewormer. 
You know what I'm saying? It's that's that's that is people are people do unusual things that I wouldn't normally do. Next thing in Thailand, police auctioned off a Honda CRV that had been seized in a drug bust. The buyer spent 19,000 on the vehicle. Later, a mechanic discovered a secret compartment behind compartment behind the bumper that contained nearly 100,000 amphetamine pills. Officials officials said they would conduct more thorough searches in the future. Yeah, would you turn that in? I would. I, I don't want that kind of stuff. Uh, what wouldn't you turn in though? What if you found that something there hidden? What What would it be in in your uh, in your eyes? What would it be that you would keep? See, me, it'd be like like money. If I found money, yeah, I'd keep that. Uh, but amphetamine pills, I don't need those. What do I need those for? Uh, you know, I don't need. I got the daily dose. I got, that wakes me up. I don't need that. Next, a Polish funeral director said he opened the coffin of a 76-year-old man to retrieve items for the bereaved family, only to discover the man was still alive. Oh, just days earlier when the man had collapsed near his barn, he was pronounced dead at the scene by a doctor after being found alive in the coffin. The man was rushed to intensive care and recovered. How about that? See, this is the fun part, right? Yes, uh, this is the fun part with doing this podcast. All right, I, a lot of this stuff I'll read over briefly. Most of you know that in my podcasting world, I try to be surprised just like you. And I just kind of read over the first sentence and then copy pasted it. So that was fun to discover that right here with you guys. I enjoyed that. The man was still alive. Oh boy. That is interesting. All right. Police in Arizona have captured the culprit behind some penis man graffiti tags that showed up in several dozen spots across Tempe and Phoenix over the last two months. Is it Tempe? Is that how you say it? Or Tempe? Tempe or Tempe? That's Arizona, by the way. Over the last two months on Saturday, Tempe or Tempe police revealed that they had nabbed Dustin Schumer on 16 counts of aggravated criminal damage, eight counts of criminal damage and one count of criminal trespassing in the first degree. Schumer released a statement, but not an apology on Facebook. He says, I just spent the last 24 hours in Tempe and Phoenix police custody. They raided my condo and vehicle and swarmed my entire complex with 25 heavily armed SWAT officers and pointed a silence rifle in my face. Anyone with any doubt who the bad guys are here, be certain it is city of Tempe, city of Phoenix, Tempe, whatever, uh, the police forces and police forces valley wide. There is no excuse for pointing an AR-15 in the face of a non-violent offender. Schumer added in further posts that he spent a night in jail following more than five hours in police custody, during which time he was given nothing to eat. Now, look, uh, I'll, I'll give my opinion on this. Yeah, what? SWAT officers for a guy who's doing graffiti, right? That is ridiculous. That really, that is, they must have been bored and maybe they just hadn't done anything in a little while and they needed to get out and get, get practiced, you know, the SWAT officers. But really, Mr. Schumer, Dustin Schumer, uh, don't do what you did and you won't be in trouble anyway. None of that would have happened. You opened the door, right? You opened the door to that. So don't complain. You opened the door. That's what it is. Just don't open the door to a world of crime. And, you know, more than likely, that kind of stuff's not going to happen to you. And AR-15 is not going to be pointed at you, more than likely. 
All right, more than 750 people from 20 states turned up for Flow for Florida, uh, Florida's 2020 Python Bowl, catching 80 of the giant invasive snakes. The grand prize winner in the 10-day contest was Mike Kimmel, who caught eight Burmese pythons. His prize was a Tracker 570 off-road all-terrain vehicle. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, I talked about the girl who was pouring the beer and she won for being a good beer pourer. Pour, pour her. Pour her. Pour whore. <laughs> pour her. What did she win? This guy won a 570 off-road all-terrain vehicle. I don't know what that is, if it's good or not, but it's something, right? Pretty sweet. Uh, one contest, one contestant, sorry, Tom Rahill caught both the longest, a beast of 12 feet, 7.3 inches, and the heaviest, a 62-pounder. He won $4,000 for his efforts. Man. Florida holds the contest every year in an effort to put the squeeze on the non-venomous constrictor. Conservationists say the reptiles estimated to number in the tens of thousands in the Everglades pose a threat to native wildlife. These are your entertainment headlines. Ghostbusters Afterlife will see the return of almost every original cast member, everyone except Rick Moranis, that is. According to Variety, Moranis will not return to his role as the nosy neighbor, Louis Tolley, original cast members Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Annie Potts will all appear in the film. Harold Ramis passed away in 2014, but writer-director Jason Rittman still managed to find a way to make his character Egon Spangler integral to the plot. As for Moranis, he's all but retired from acting. The only on-screen appearance he's made in the last 20 years was reprising his famous character Bob. Bob McKenzie in Bob and Doug McKenzie's 2-4 Anniversary, a TV movie documentary from 2017. He was offered a chance to appear in 2016 Ghostbusters reboot, but declined. I hear, I actually saw something about uh, Mr. Rick Moranis, and it was because his wife got cancer and died, I believe is why he stopped acting, and he had to raise his young children by himself. So he stopped, and he did that. Instead, that is why he retired. Why he hasn't come out, I'm sure his children are grown now. I don't know why he hasn't come out yet, but hey, that's that's his choice. Ellen DeGeneres and Portia De Rossi have bought a Tudor home in Montecito, California for just over $3 million. That's really not that much for people with that much money, $3 million. Yeah, that's more than I could afford, but still, that's really not that much. The three-bedroom home was created from two barns originally built in England in the 1700s, transported to the secluded coastal town of Montecito and reconstructed uh, into a private home. The unusual home features wooden beams inside and out, expansive windows, crackling fireplaces. Are they crackling? That means they're lit all the time. When you go in, it's crackling all the time, and a kitchen decked out with both high-tech smart speakers and a rustic drying rack. Next thing here, Seth MacFarlane is doing his part to help Australia recover from the devastating brush fires. The Family Guy creator donated $1 million to the Irwin Family's Australia Zoo Wildlife Hospital to help with the facility's relief and treatment efforts. Efforts. Bindi Irwin thanked McFarland for his contribution on Twitter, writing, On behalf of all the wildlife, thank you so much for your support, Seth McFarland. You are an extraordinary 
Wildlife Warrior. The actor's donation will be put towards the zoo's new koala intensive care ward. On this day in history, the Soviet Union's first McDonald's fast food restaurant opens in Moscow on this day in 1990. Throngs of people line up to pay the equivalent of several days' wages for Big Macs, shakes, and French fries. Also on this day in 1988, the San- in San Diego, California, Doug Williams of the Washington Redskins becomes the first African-American quarterback to play in a Super Bowl, scoring four of Washington's five touchdowns in an upset 42 to 10 victory over the Denver Broncos at Super Bowl 22. Super Bowl's coming this weekend. Who are you rooting for? You know that sound. It's the water cooler question. The average American needs 26 minutes to do this each day. What do you think it is? 26 minutes to get to work. Thus the reason for a Daily Dose podcast for tiny commuters with a 26-minute to work commute. Maybe I should make this podcast 26 minutes. Nah, usually 15 to 20 is best for me. Uh, Interesting. What's your commute? Mine's about 15, 20 minutes. That's exactly what mine is, 15 or 20 minutes. All right, well, it's the end of the podcast, but it's also the start of your day. So let's start your day with a deep thought. And here it is. What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside of you. Hmm. Infinite potential. Infinite potential within you. You just got to get out of your own way, right? Get out of your own way and create and commit. And also, have a really good time. And that's it for today's show. You lovely people have an amazing day and take care of your fellow travelers on planet Earth. I'll be back tomorrow with more bite-sized goodness. Cheers. Cheers.